the whole squad on the mission, you got to listen, we told politician, it's so dope when it kick in, that you can get in, where you fit in, we straight pole politician, the whole squad on the mission, you got to listen, you know what this is, when we told politician, my money long like division, I proposition to put a fist in, we straight pole politician, hey, yo, I rise like the sun in the east, running the streets, same people that was coming in peace, some in the beast on the microphone, it's never a long and hard task, for God I'm gonna smash they blog and podcast Introduction to journalism 101 With federal poll politicking by where I'm from And what I do, what's up, it gotta be good Interviewing everybody, you know they probably could Take all the blood, sweat, and tears Working all them years Putting in 10,000 hours, it empowers careers From the baby and Megan the Stallion And Yo Gotti, high as a kite Jet life currency in the party With MC Life, Jay Prince said I rap a lot Super Saiyan Black Kagarot With a Macintosh laptop in my Apple Watch, smoking fraggle rocks, four eyes, got more lines and hooks than a tackle box. What? The whole squad on the mission, you got to listen, we pole politicking, it's so dope when it kick in, that you can get in, where you fit in, we straight pole politicking, the whole squad on the mission, you got to listen, you know what this is, when we pole politicking, my money long like division, I proposition to put a fist in, we straight pole politicking. All right, welcome back to PolePolitikin.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Check, Check it out, out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. One, two, one, two, I'm a place to be with JD of the Lynch Mob, Triple OG. Man, that's a, that's a hell of a title. I got I to gotta take one of the two of the old, though. No, I'll be saying, man. Um, <laughs> I, I, be, I, I don't know. It'd be weird when I be interviewing people sometimes because, like, I was little, so I was like, like my uncle was a little older than me, so he was a big. We in Mississippi, but he a big Ice Cube fan, like big Ice. He thought he was Ice Cube, like he started getting six foes and every fucking thing. Where you at in Mississippi? I was in Columbus. I'm in San Diego right now, but I'm from okay. Mississippi. So um, he's always this Ice Cube. Then I, I used to ask him, like, man, who's the lynch mob? Why he always talking about the lynch mob? And they'd be like, lynch mob right there in the video. I'm like, oh, shit. So it'd be kind of crazy sometimes when I just, like, people that's in my subconscious I end up talking to in the future. Like, that was when I was little, little. I'm saying, shit, 31 years later almost, you know? That's a trip, man. That's a trip. You know what? And that just goes to show you how music can stand the test of time. And that goes to show you never know the impact that music is gonna have, you know what I'm saying? You never know the impact that music gonna have, you know. And, and shout out to Ice Cube for giving all of our young asses that platform to speak from, you know. Because when he created it, boy, ooh, it was a tidal wave. We come through Mississippi, through Jackson, we come through Columbus. Shit, we come through, we come through the whole dirty south, you know. You know, you say, I mean, we we come through there, we come through there year in and year out, tour after tour, you know. Yeah. So Jackson was very much a part of the South, uh, really breathing life into the game that Ice Cube had kicked off. You know what I'm saying? After he left in WA. Yeah, even um, like where I'm from, actually, when I said Columbus, we actually had this place called Catfish Alley. So it was a place where all the black performers used to go, like eat like all the blues, all of them. Everybody went through there. And they said that place was like so special. Well, it wasn't even no like that place with black people and, and white people used to shop and, and you know it was a black place, but white people used to come because that shit was just so fly back then. 
It was who's who's are the uh the all the um yes when jazz, it, when, jazz scenes, blues scenes, all them jazz, blues, R and B, you know, that was kind of like um Mississippi's fucking Apollo, you know, for, for lack of a better, you know, description. But it was man, you know, that's where that, like in LA we had Central Avenue in the 40s and 50s. It was like the cotton club, right, you know, of Harlem and shit, you know, and that's where like Miles Davis and the cold trade then would come to town and get them a little dope and, and play Central Avenue, the easy, the speakeasies and the after hour clubs, get loaded and shit. You know what I'm saying? Probably shoot some dope, nod out, fuck with somebody, but that's what it was. You know what I'm saying? And that's just kind of like what the 50s and the 60s and, uh, you know, Los Angeles was. But that's how Mississippi was too. Everywhere you go, brother, you know, it's going to be a mecca where the music is played. I was just going to say, everywhere you go, I'm going to have a pocket. A a absolutely. It's going Everywhere you go, I'm going to have a catfish alley. Yo, what's up? All right, we got K Styles in the building. What's, hey, hey, what's up? What's up, now? What's up, K Styles? Hey, what's up with you now? You know what I'm saying? We just po politicking right now. You know, from San Diego to Mississippi, back to the to Cali to, to Vegas, and you know, we in the triangle right now. What it do? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Man, Jeez. man, he's probably just coming out the gym. I was like, I said, man, I can't miss this one. Let me jump on with my man. Uh-huh. I see you staying in that gym, boy. I'm glad you started doing it before January 1st. I love that. Oh, hey, man. I'm trying to. You was in there making me look bad. I'm like, you no, over I'm there standing out, muscling up. I'm like, boy, you leaving me behind. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, and what's, what's your relationship with each other? You want to hear this? I met DJ K-Style through none other than Gotti, Corrupt, from mm. DPG. They were shooting a video, uh, him, uh, the brother Eddie G yeah. from Lakeside. And uh, I'm going to let K-Style tell the rest. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy, man. We was there shooting a video. I had um, Corrupt, he was doing a, um, he featured a verse on there. So he was doing the thing and verse. And um, Corrupt, he came with a couple of folks with him and he had JD with him. And I'm like I said, okay, so that's the first time I met him. And so we went shot the video i was like i said man jd you need to be in the video too so jd got in the shot he in the video and after that i mean we just exchanged numbers i mean we just connected i mean i talked more to him than i talked to corrupt or any of them and, and it's like, funny man. though yeah that's true even after yeah. that plug man you know even after that plug i'm like man you know my man like shit. <laughs> he like man i got i gotta work with you bro i like your flavor but the funny shit was i was sitting my old ass there smoking on some weed old as a motherfucker and <laughs> nobody really knew who i was <laughs> you can see what kind of look like hey man is that jd yeah in style it was tino that said it tino was like yeah. is that jd yeah he was like oh fuck we got okay the homie in here and then just it, it was organic bro we had a sip we played some dominoes yeah motherfucking threw some of that money around on the table and yep. Eddie shot, <laughs> shot Shot a real good video. Eddie shot a real good video that day on the top of the uh, what was that? The MGM, yeah, yeah, we was up at the MGM. Shot that, and we've been tied up since, man. They did a couple of songs, he didn't wrote Shit. a couple of hits, yeah. We did, we did, did a few songs. Yeah. We did out, we, we did My City, yeah, out in, out in them streets, yeah. We just released Political Pressure, yeah. But now one is banging right now, and that, yeah, that's that what I was listening, yeah. we were listening to. I was saying I like that Marvin Gaye sample in there. Oh mm. man, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's I mean I'm getting a lot of a lot of compliments yeah. on that one, and that one just came, it just came to me one night. And I, was, I said, Well, we gotta do that. Well, and me I, personally, 
I don't believe it sounded like Marvin Gaye to me. I think it sounded like K Style. I couldn't, I couldn't, <laughs> no, at first I could I kept, I was like, where did it come from? And I couldn't, right, think about right. First, and it was like, it's that, uh, I want you, yeah, that I can't get it at first. I had it like, I'm like, that shit, because it just came to my ear. I was like, that sounds like some Marvin Gaye. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, and I was I was trying to flip it so that way you know I was like I said I don't want to just copy because everybody talk about the Marvin Gaye family and I'm like oh damn I said okay well help me see how I can flip it and so I just kind of messed with it I said I tried to change it up and, you know just try to make it my own and yeah. you know and that's that's what that's how it came out you know but I still wanted to get that Marvin Gaye feel still to it because I just I just couldn't leave it alone but you know I, I still flipped it a little bit I said let me sit shoot it over to JD. And actually, no, I, I didn't even shoot at JD first. I said, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to put it out there. That did a little Instagram post just to kind of mess with it. And it kind of teases a little bit, put it out there. And I'm not knowing JD going to see it. And I already had JD name <laughs> on it. Right? Hey, hey, I was like, I heard that shit in the middle of the night. It had to be about 10, something, 11, something at night. I'm like, what the fuck? Is he live or something? <laughs> and so I hear this Marvin, Marvin Gay track. I'm like, man. And it was subtle little shit that he had to take out. It was it, it was shit that was in there that he had to take out. And it was shit that he had to really replay over. And he had to re really reconstruct that beat because, you know, the Marvin Gaye estate ain't no joke, you know? Yeah. Ask Robin Thicke. Robin yeah. Thicke. <laughs> I said, you saw the list my all You know? Yeah. He'll tell you, you know? And so that shit ain't no joke. And then what happened was he went to Song Secure and, Got the melody copyrighted, bro, yeah, and that was impressive. Yeah, that is what was impressive. Only. Yeah, got got a got a fucking copyright of a melody that he created, bro, and it's not the same as I want you. It just Sound plays like. that way. Yes. So when you hear it, the first thing that you hear in the intro is, is oh, it's Marvin. So I said, man, how the fuck I'm gonna rap some gangster shit over this? When Marvin, <laughs> when Marvin Gaye really spoke to the times, you know. Yeah. Marvin, spoke, Marvin spoke to what was going on in the community in the 70s, talking about oil wasted upon our seas and fish full of mercury, you know. Yeah. And you can eat too much tuna right now, and your mercury levels are rising. So Marvin knew some shit then, bro. Hey, but with the tuna, the thing is, too, if that shit's sitting in the can all day, ain't that bad, too? Man, you don't know shit sitting in no can all Man, it's, it's heating up and cooling down and heating up and cooling yeah. down. You know, so all that shit, if it ain't fresh, bro, you 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 running the risk of uh consuming some shit that probably knock you down. Right. You know? right. But I I digress. I I just say I'll let to say that the melody, bro, and, and and the message, I had to come with something that was gonna speak to the times. You feel me? If you're gonna compliment a Marvin Gay style type of beat, and then man, I got the beat in the car, and I was like, fuck, I got it naked in the car, and I'm listening, I'm listening. I said, man, let me turn this up. And then and, and roll, and I just turned the beat up, flew out the freeway in one direction, got off, turned around, and flew back. And by the time I get off the freeway, I said, You know what? This is political pressure. I want you to stop and think for a minute. That's it. That's gonna be the first line. That's gonna be the first line. I want you to stop and think for a minute. Hmm. That's all I'm asking you to do. And then, ah. Uh, Drop it on them. Separate the government from your religion. Now separate religion from your day-to-day -day life. It ain't no more pressure. It ain't no more strife. Red pill or blue pill, what the fuck is the difference? When these mm -hmm. motherfuckers really want to rule your existence and want to tell a fucking woman what to do with her body, even if she get raped, then sent to a lobby. You crackers moving backwards. 
You know what I'm saying? You crackers moving backwards with this hillbilly shit. And niggas make it easy when we on silly shit. You know what I'm saying? Why y'all killing fucking brothers when they ain't the ops? But then you rummage your block when the cop hit the block. Nigga, mm-hmm. black lives matter, period. You know what I'm saying? But fuck all that protesting shit like some idiots. Nigga, you getting shot, nigga, while you protesting. <laughs> you know what them motherfuckers respected, bro? And I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Them motherfuckers respected the shit out of January 6th. Oh yeah, yeah. So and it was yeah. and, it, and it probably was two niggas in the crowd. But they expected That's how they get down. Like they they always t- they telling us to do it that sh- that way. But if you look at America, America always by force. They ain't never did no shit. No, they always take what they want. Shit, I don't even know a motherfucker. I can't even find a documented peaceful protest by Americans. That's what I'm saying. Yep. You know. So with that in mind, I was like, you know what, bro. Fuck this shit. You know, it ain't no more pressure. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so I was like, fuck it, case down. I shot him, I shot him. I, said, I'm a, I'm a, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear these few bars and let him hear it. He was like, oh shit. Man, man I'm like, I'm like, I, that's what I know. I mean, that's like JD, every time he come with something, he gonna come hard. And I'm like, I said, damn, I said, what are you gonna do this time? And when he came with the first words, he said, I want you to stop. And think for a minute. I'm like, he made me even stop the car. I'm like, shit, let me stop. And he just came with that. <laughs> and it all just flowed, made sense. I'm like, oh, no. <coughs> I was like, I said, man, how soon can you give me this? How soon you got to be the latest there like today? And so <laughs> it was crazy because I gave him one verse. <coughs> I said, well, that's all I got right now. I'm going to go back and redo it. I need a hook. I need some yeah. motivation. He said, well, Chris don't want to do a hook until he hear what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so I got shot the motherfucker with the rough reference and shit. And like a day and a half. Yeah, Chris. I get a, a, Chris, Chris, heard, Chris heard what he needed to hear. Huh. And then he's like, boom. Laid you know it down immediately. Yeah. And he, he right jumped in. yeah, he jumped in that motherfucker. He jumped in it. And I was like, wow. And then the way he sang it on the way out, you know, and we got to yeah. do better, 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 better. Yeah. That shit, I'm like, man, this shit like, <laughs> this shit like a, a chant right now. You feel yeah. me? Y'all want me to go and play it right quick? Man, let me do it. You might as well. You can bless us with this, man. You might as well put it on. <laughs> yeah, they going to be like, what were y'all talking about? We going to go. Oh, you got the video. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make sure, let me make sure it's playing good. All right, I'm about to play it right now. Yeah, we got a good intro, intro into it. Hey, yo, K-Style. We gonna have to slow it down a little bit, my nigga. I know we been banging out them bangers on their ass. But let me rap to them for a second. Yeah, it's political pressure. There's too much shit going on in the world right now. Why y'all roll y'all boy? Blow a joint with your boy JD. I ain't bullshitting. No, hell no. Nah. I want you to stop. I think for a minute. Separate the government from your religion. Separate religion from your day-to-day life. 
It ain't no more pressure. It ain't no more strife. Red pill or blue pill. What the fuck is the difference when these motherfuckers really want to rule your existence? Want to tell a fucking woman what to do with her body, even if she get raped and sent to a lobby. You crackers moving backwards with this hillbilly shit. And niggas make it easy when we on silly shit. Why y'all killing fucking brothers when they ain't the ops? Then you run with your Glock when the cops are the blocks. Black lives matter, period. But fuck all that protesting shit like some idiots. Link with the natives, the essays, the Asians. Create a lane for ourselves in this Political nation. Political pressures, media fake fabrications. You can see the hate. Propaganda got their own agendas. Misleading the public for their own interests. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah, feel me, can I get a witness? Oh, I want justice. Why we live in all this violence? I won't be silenced. Twenty-five on two, and I know what to do. Uh, it on a 40 fuck up you I'm in the Cadillac profile cause I keep a G style I ain't with that widow shit my destiny this is a child wow they hit us with that stimmy but pull up at that Roscoe's and niggas like gimme give give that cold game and die over gold chain pinky rain in the crime scene tainted man hub city to the shot we on the same thing Queens niggas Philly killers feeling all my pain gorilla chill one of the last at the round table a full blast on smash like Kane and Abel niggas jealous of my pedigree but let it be some drama I could put that on my mama, but you still believe the bull that they feed is supposed to put your faith in Allah, Buddha, or Jesus. Fabrications, you can see the hate. Propaganda got their own agendas, misleading the public for their own interests. If you feel me, can I get a witness? Oh, I want justice. Why we live in all this violence? I won't be silenced. 2502. And Chris. And we know. Same old story with the guns and dope. And nigga, I ain't gonna lie. Mama gave me some hope. He got the homies in the pen like it's our turn now. They touch my nigga, we gon' burn this bitch down. But just the other day, I seen a sister get shot by a military-looking ass racist ass cop. Just a routine traffic stop. One black woman, five bastard ass cops. I had a tear in my eye when she died. Watched her go cry as she stared at the sky. And Joe and his hoe, they both gotta go. It's a lot we don't see and a lot they don't show. And Roe v. Wait, it's just another play for that white man who know we gotta repopulate. See they numbers getting showed and scared. I only got two words, be prepared. Political pressures, media fake fabrications, you can see the hate. Propaganda got their own agendas, misleading the public for their own interests. If you feel me, can I get a witness? Oh, I want justice. Why we live in all this violence? I won't be silenced. 2502, and we know what to do. You know, and fuck that. Shout out to him. Shout out to Chris. You know what I'm saying? Jay, man. Chris Jay from, from the Barcades, man. 
Yes, you know what I'm saying? And my nigga, the chill, you know, from Compton's Most Wanted, a legend in his own motherfucking right, you know, platinum motherfucking, multi-platinum producer. Yeah. You know, actually, actually, you know, I just, I texted that nigga early and asked, nigga, let's start a group. Nigga, I was riding home listening to too many goddamn songs with you on them. <laughs> yeah, I got too many songs with me and you on. Let's start a group, nigga, because uh, then I could get some more money out of it, you know? <laughs> Shit. And then yeah. with him producing the case that I produced, you can't go wrong, bro. Absolutely. Y'all gonna see what was what would y'all want like the uh like far as like the, the newer generation to know about y'all, like the youngsters, the YGs, which which you want them to know about you. My my, my thing is this you, you can't tell no youngster nothing, you know what I'm saying? But you can chop it up with them and kind of like respect where they come from, you know what I'm saying? Because we didn't really get down with how the uh, G's got out in the 60s and the 70s. We kind of fashioned our way about the 80s, you know what I'm saying, with the feeler shit and the dicky shit. And, 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 you know, the homies had the leather coats and, and, and the Robin Hood hats in the 70s, you feel me? You know, and the Stacey Biscuits song. We came with a different flavor. The youngsters come with a different flavor. So respect that flavor. You know, mm -hmm. everybody want to say that these, these motherfuckers is a lost generation. Well, if they is, they come from lost-ass parents like us. Because exactly. they are goddamn, they are goddamn kids. You exactly. know what I'm saying? But at the same time, there's some dope, there's some dope ass youngsters out there. And if you don't, and, and, and this is the hurtful shit, because I was in the penitentiary 28 years, and I watched my young, you know, turned up hyenas come to the joint, bro. And, and they really with the bullshit. But all their music is from down south in the Midwest, hmm. in New York. You slide up some West Coast shit. Ah, I don't want to hear that shit. That's that shit Pops used to listen to. I don't want to hear that shit. So that means that there's something attached to that sound. It's something that they remember that wasn't pleasant in their life during that period, bro. So they don't really identify with that. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why I say that is they don't even know the history of West Coast hip hop. So you mm -hmm. can't ask them to go past the motherfucking West Coast unless they real heads like the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The game is a fucking student i don't care what nobody say about bruh bruh's a squabbler he ain't no bitch he made him a lot of money you know what i'm saying he might have made him mistakes in life but every nigga make mistakes we ain't we don't have the right to judge you right. feel me but that nigga is a student in hip-hop when he first left jt the bigger figure if you follow history in hip-hop because a lot of niggas don't a lot of youngsters don't even know where the game come from yeah jt i'm saying when he was fucking with jt the bigger figure and he did them motherfucking what one thousand bars yeah you know what i'm saying it got on niggas heads Bro, this nigga was a beast. And he sound like Biggie. And he sound like Nas. And he sound like motherfucking Easy. And he sound like motherfucking Snoop. And he sound like whoever the fuck he wanted to. I said, mm -hmm. this nigga is going to hurt these niggas five years from now if they let, bro, if they groom him right. And they did. And what he do out the goddamn door with Dr. Zapkin and the documentaries? What he do out the door? Five or six million, you know? And it paved a fucking way, you know, really. He really paved a nice way for all the young Damus that followed him. All the young Damus that followed him kind of followed the game and his formula then kind of turned into what they wanted to. Listen to young ass RJ Nim, you know, them niggas is hard. My nigga Scheme, he had an album called Quincy White. It's a lot of shit people don't know. I study my young niggas. I love them. And what I would tell them is to keep on doing what they doing. Hmm. I, I want to see us stop killing each other. Yeah. And find a way to go ahead and rape the fuck out the industry because they didn't stuck it to us too long for so long. So I want us to stop killing each other. And, and if you motherfuckers want to sit down at the table with us in this conglomerate, this conglomerate from the West, then guess what? Just gonna have to do this. 
Y'all gonna have to give us the distribution deal out of this world if y'all wanna have y'all hands in this pot. We understand the mafia. We understand the get down in the politics of it. And really, it ain't, it, it ain't gonna just get no niggas a whole bunch of shit. But collectively, you ain't gonna get none of this shit if you don't give us something properly so we all can distribute it correctly and get paid off of it. How many fuckers we busting our ass for pennies? Hmm, I know, right? And we used to cry about a dollar twenty-five per cassette. You know what I'm saying? Or seventy-five cent for a cassette. That's if you had a good contract. You used to get fifty-three cents, seventy-five cent for your cassette, and maybe a buck fifty for your CDs if you had a deal with one or a priority or them other motherfucking labels like that. You feel me? So I'm gonna tell you like this: the youngsters have a fucking formula, and they eating off of that shit. They not sharing it with a lot of older heads either because a lot of older heads don't respect the youngsters. Right. And that, and that's where the breakdown is. You know what I mean? Yeah, cause I think like I think some of that stuff, like I just be looking at it like, especially if you see a young a youngster and they they pop in and they successful, you gotta see what they doing a little bit because they doing something to get where they at. It don't matter. Like even the um, I don't know if y'all keep up with them Paul dudes. White boy, yeah, they get money, boy. Like shit, <laughs> they doing something right. It's well, you know, I don't I, all kind of shit. It's like shit. Some they doing right about it. But the thing is, this I'm 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 more like uh, I'm not anti nobody when it comes to hip hop. It's hip hop universal. You know what I mean? I embrace it all. Every region, everybody, every color, every race, every nationality and ethnicity. But as far as like trying to see us really structured and move like the South moved for 20 years. The South moved a certain way for 20 years. And it didn't matter if them niggas liked each other or not. Collectively, them niggas made a statement. And so from Trick Daddy to Young Jeezy, from Young Jeezy to Young Jock, from Young Jock to Rick Ross, back over to T.I. And then we could start filtering down to the young generation now, the Migos, the Savages, you know what I'm saying? All of these brothers like that. If you, it, They still had a formula of sticking together, even if motherfuckers wasn't really, really feeling each other, you know what I'm saying? They still had a formula of sticking together. And that 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 kind of shit with the game of how to go sell it and get the money back, them niggas did that shit. Hey, look, bro, jump on this with me. We already got a plug. Say less. Nigga, jump on it. Then they turn around, they sit here with, you know, three feet of money. Oh, you know, you know, three feet of money and shit and dumbass diamonds around their neck and 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 mansions and shit in Atlanta and, and jumping out of, you know, whips that cost more than houses. <clears throat> and they really not sharing that formula. And, and in a way, bro, it, that formula is not even for older heads like us. I'm not going to, I'm not going to dress like that to sound like that, to get bro. what they have. You know, that's, that's, that's not artistry. That's cookie cutter bullshit for the sake of a dollar. And I'm exactly. not, yeah, I'm exactly. not chasing like that i'd rather have something to say you know what i'm saying than to just say something for every 30 days for some money right, I understand right. the money is the money is very important because we we spend a lot more than what we make off this shit. you know what i mean but the passion is the artistry bro and so i won't knock the youngsters for shit. i just wish i knew they formula they not sharing that shit. And I wouldn't either until I got what I wanted out that motherfucker. I hate to sound greedy, but they that's that's what it is. And that's that's the nature of the game. And I, I wish the nature would change. So now yeah. let me just say that. If I had to say that to the youngsters, I would just say I wish the nature of the game would change because uh Merck and that nigga hitting him in the face 10, 12 times at chess and shit, just to run your streams up, you know, and run your cloud up and run all of this, you know, your notoriety up. 
that shit bullshit. You killing your people. You killing your people for this stupid ass hillbilly over here who really don't give a fuck about you. Hey, let me tell you something. Like I told me and my manager nigga up in Frisco today. He he's Japanese and white. I told him straight up. Rich white people don't give a fuck about poor white people. They don't. You understand what I'm saying? They don't. They'll use them to increase the numbers for for a reason. You feel me? And give them a sense of um, authority and make them, um, let's use this, for example, military or law enforcement or, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Probation officer. They'll put them in positions of authority, but they're still poor ass white people to them. Yeah. They're just still poor ass white people to them. Like motherfuckers who really are in power and really are wealthy. They don't give a fuck about them white people. They give them those positions to make them feel like they're a part of it. You understand what I'm saying? And yeah. so what they do is they take on this position of authority and over and over and over, we are conditioned to become inferior to this shit. Fuck that. Mm. Nigga, fuck that. I'm last of the slave blood. Fuck that. Y'all should have left me on the shelf in that motherfucker. Uh, exactly. Exactly. You know, y'all should have left me on the, on the shelf of that motherfucker. If you look at this shit today, what the fuck are they doing in that President Biden house right now? <laughs> Raiding his crib. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For what? You know what I'm saying? What they raiding his crib for? The same shit they raided Donald Trump shit in, in Florida for. Classified documents sitting in your home without motherfucking uh, uh, the approval. And they was there since you was vice president, nigga. So they been at the crib. But you want national television telling everybody that this nigga right here, that's just a crook like you, you know what I'm saying, is, is the only crook in the room. Mm. Nigga, you crime Bill Biden, nigga. Let's say what it is. You crime Bill Biden in the 90s when the Democrats was looking soft on crime and shit and the Republicans was talking that shit and Freaky Bill was doing his thing up in the White House in the first the first term, they was like, nigga, you tripping. So by 94, 96, when that election came around, they had to appear to be tough on crime. So you know what they wrote, bro? They wrote this shit called the Anti-Effective Death Penalty Act. And they shot that shit to where a nigga is only getting one shot of it, a decent appeal. You know what I'm saying? When they leave the Ninth Circuit, you might motherfucking go up to the motherfucking uh, 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 district court. And after that, bro, that's it. That's it. You don't get to get back. You got to come with new evidence, new witnesses, new this and that. Or you're going to do what I did. Sit on that motherfucking nigga for 28 years on the shelf. And who orchestrated that? Crime Bill Biden. And what did he do during that motherfucking debate with Donald Trump? You know what? I got to apologize. What did Hillary say? I'm going to apologize. That bill was wrong. Mm. We separated too many black families and fathers from their kids and created this motherfucking wave of youngsters that we're looking at now that's murking everything. And now they said, oops. Nigga, that shit by design, nigga. So if I had to say something to the youngsters, it's come on, man. Nigga, don't let these motherfuckers cross y'all up too, bro. Y'all got to be the one to say fuck them because y'all really sitting in the position of wealth digitally. Yeah. I said, we got um, knowledge, so we should do better. You know, we got the knowledge, but they got the digital knowledge. Yeah. So if we can educate them on really what the fuck they really looking at, because I'm going to say this, and the dude said this today, that's so fucking true. We get mad if a motherfucker peeking in our cars and windows and shit. And, and fucking with our privacy because we know what it was like to keep a motherfucker out of our business. You feel me? We knew what it was like to keep a motherfucker out of our business. Politically, bro, 
We knew what it was like to keep a nigga out of our business. You don't take your shit out the house to the streets, bro. So you know what? We kept our shit out the streets. We a little more shade and a little more tight unit. We kept our mouths shut and we'll go to each other to see if we need each other. Today, by design, if you don't do this shit, just got my shot, came back negative. Oh, right? Yeah. Came back negative. About to go over here and um celebrate, probably cough on some people, see if they get it. Um, and if I, if I don't do this with a phone and immediately like, yeah. tell you my business, then the shit that I'm going through ain't really real. And so now our generation of, of, of is tripping off a younger generation who don't care shit about privacy. That's what I don't. That's what I don't like. I'm not. I can't do that, man. I can't. I don't feel like you should be announcing your every step and every move on social media. Man, you shouldn't do that. Period. You don't see nobody else do it. You don't well, see nobody else do it. You don't see them powerful rich motherfuckers tell you where they at. They don't even tell you what they finna do to you. They just do it. Oh, uh, I know. Just pop, pop up on your ass. Huh? They just do it. They just do it. So, you know, with that in mind, bro, I mean, I'm not going to be no zealot out here. You feel what I'm saying? And I'm, I don't I don't have an agenda to come out here and try to be some goddamn city councilman, you know, or try to find a way to run for office. I just want motherfuckers to understand, man. That if you don't fucking stop right now, smacking the shit out of each other, because every time, Chill said it today on, on, on the verse, when you got a gun, it's two losers on both sides of that motherfucker if you pointing it at a brother, bro. Mm. If you got a gun in your hand and you aiming at a brother, or a brother got a gun in his hand and he aiming at you, it's two losers on both sides of that gun. One gonna die, one gonna go to jail and die. You know what I'm saying? They ain't let niggas out no more. You can murk him, we're gonna scoop him up the ground, keep it going, you, you going to jail. But you know what's happening now? That the killers are snitching. You mm. know, the killers are snitching. You know, they're gonna rap about killing some shit, and then they're gonna tell you, I pull up on him, I shot him, I killed him. He did this, he did that, and I did that, and I did this, and I did that, and I did this. And then why y'all fucking with me? You just told him the, all your audience, nigga, how you killed this little youngster that died two months ago. I, I was gonna ask you what you think about how, like, I guess now, before it was like rappers shoot get like shootings and murders, but now it's turned to like how they getting all these rappers for Ricos. That's because this shit is by design. The penitentiary is emptying out. They got to fill it back up. They need some young dumbass motherfuckers to fill it back up with. Let me tell you, I got a click of gunners. Let me tell you, we moving some pills. Let me tell you, we moving some syrup. Now I just told you about organized crime. Now I just confessed to it in the song. Now I told you that I got a click of these motherfuckers that are this rag color in this city if I need them. And they this rag color in this city if I need it. Now I told you that not only do I got this network of niggas in my city, that I could branch out state and, and countrywide if I, and nationwide if I need to. What you mean? Why? You just told them to do it to me. Told them everything, huh? You know what I'm saying? You just told them to do it with me. If I hit the Crips in LA, I'm going to give me 100 pounds. Whoa, 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 whoa. You snitching. You snitching. You snitching on yourself and on the motherfuckers that they gonna follow you all the way to for them hunted. Then they going to jail after, after they serve you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like this, man. You ain't you ain't got to say it to prove it, man. Let these I mean, how many country artists do you see wearing all their jewelry on the stage? Um, how many country artists do you see pulling up to a motherfucking uh, CMAs or the AMAs? And telling, you know, hey, Jason Aldean, if I catch you backstage, nigga, I'm going to knock your block off. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? This is big and rich right here for life. 
man, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, bro. You don't you don't see that. You don't see that in RB. You don't you don't see that in fucking country music. You don't see that in rock music. I got a homie actually that's in a country band. Man, you wouldn't even like it's, it's like they like famous and they famous called Home Free. They famous and everything. Man, you wouldn't even know. You see that dude, you wouldn't know. You'd be like, you wouldn't even know he nobody. Like you just think like he just look plain as hell, but this dude like hella, hella, hella on. But you wouldn't you wouldn't know how he act and how he conduct himself. Look at Gary Clark Jr. You know? Yeah. I don't know if you hip to him. You know, pull up Gary Clark Jr. Jr. Uh 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 this land. Uh, yeah, pull up Gary Clark Jr. This and shout out to Gary Clark Jr. And this ain't no hip hop. And so this is how a nigga always able to cook up something different if he's trying to write, is to listen to something different before you do it. You uh, know, get the influence outside of hip hop because the world is bigger than just one genre, bro. Well, and, a lot of genres we started though. That's why I be like, we need to keep these genres because like we started rock and roll. <laughs> we, you know, so so yeah. so when you listen to the first fucking eight bars of Gary Clark this land, you automatically know what I'm talking about. It, it, it automatically compliment what you just said. Yeah, I don't want to play it right now though, cause I play it and I upload that shit. That shit gonna be like, oh, copyright infringement. <laughs> YouTube be, be tripping. I play that shit. That you shit ain't even be... gotta play it. Just let your fans know that that motherfucker out there, if they ain't hip to it, cause I want to turn them on to some shit that they might not know about. You know, yeah. that nigga said, "I'm now I got the money." He said, "Man, now I got the money." Now I'm paranoid and pissed off. Uh, you know, he 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 bought he bought a, a Lakers a, a acres of land. Uh, uh, he got the bread, and, and now the white man on this block is looking at him like he a thief. But he earned all this shit. You know what I'm saying? I got a pickup truck in the old school. That's all I roll. Hey. My bread is my bread. You remember them police went to J Cole house? Hell yeah, yeah. He was saying the neighbors think I'm selling dope. Hell yeah. That motherfucker, I am. <laughs> you know? yeah. They made that to the house. That's crazy. J. Cole. J. Cole. You know? like, yeah, that's like the furthest away from that shit. They made his house. But that's what I'm saying. If you automatically get thrown in a motherfucking box, you know what I'm saying? See, rich white people automatically throw poor white people in the box. But poor white people don't throw each other in the box. Unless the shit come out their mouth first and they know, whoa, this nigga's a trailer park nigga and this motherfucker right here is a suburb night. You know what I mean? This is Nancy Botman right here. She ain't no rich bitch. You know what I'm saying? She got 2.5 kids, got a husband and shit and might be on the edge of a divorce, but this bitch got a weed bag bigger than all of ours. You know what I'm saying? And that's real talk. That's white girls. I know people like that. You feel me? But to like a Donald Trump, he'd look down his nose at that. To me and you, we'll be like, this bitch is on. This bitch got about 3.5 at the crib and probably got two or three different houses. So in, in her lifestyle, she cool. Uh, and, and, and it's a cool lifestyle to us. But to a, a motherfucking elitist that's white, they don't they give a fuck about her. They growing. Yeah, yeah, they she pose. She you just like the niggas, bitch. You you ain't take advantage of your skin color, you know. I'm gonna say uh and then, cause I be having, man, I got homies that like, they be dead and not, like they get out, they get back in. So how are you able to like, you said you did 28 years, how would you able to survive that then like change your life? Uh, that shit wasn't easy, bro. It took about 21 years before I decided I wanted to change. 
It took about 21 straight. I, I say about the 18th year after getting denied by the parole board in 2012, and I didn't get out to like 2021. That's like nine more years. You know what I'm saying? So I came back from the parole board, my first hearing, and I had two gallons of Pruno stash. If I lost or if I won, I was going to soak or celebrate. That, that was off the top. <laughs> I had a cell phone stashed. And I was going to call my folks and tell them I won or I lost. You feel me? I had a hundred ball of weed hidden in some oatmeal. I wasn't ready to come home, bro. You know what I'm saying? So they would have gave me a date in 2012. My mentality then and my belief system then wouldn't have changed yet. But by 2014, Texas Christian University put this program inside this penitentiary in Central California by San Luis Obispo called a men's colony. I took that motherfucking program for two years. And it was called cognitive behavioral therapy. It made a nigga think about his thoughts. You know what I'm saying? First thought, come on, man, pay attention to it. Because everything you think gonna make you feel something. So the first thing I think is, who this nigga on this podcast think he is telling me, you know, to log in early? What the fuck this nigga think? So that's my thought. And that thought produces a feeling. This nigga think he trying to punk me. So that feeling is attached to an experience. He got bullied when he was a kid and created this belief system. If you hit me or touch me again, I'm gonna do what my mama said. I'm gonna pick up something and I'm gonna knock the shit out you. And if you touch me, I'm gonna do that. So I started doing that. And so that belief system had to be challenged because I knew nothing else but to take off and get off where I was mad at. I had so to change it. the belief system. I had to change it. Yeah, I said it's kind of like how Mike Tyson was. Yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike was a motherfucker. I remember Mike, you know, my boy, you I don't know if you know the brother Shorty rest in peace from the lynch mob, but Mike was gonna try to kill Shorty one night behind hmm. the Apollo. And I was like, Shorty, we're gonna have to kill Mike Tyson. Nigga, if that nigga fire on you, nigga, he gonna cream you. And Mike Tyson's little girlfriend he had for the night had her eyeball on Shorty, and Shorty has nests on him, his arms, his chest was right, and the hair was long and shit. And he hadn't whacked off that shit off his head yet, you know. And she was eyeballing Shorty. I was like, well, you better leave Mike Tyson motherfucking girl alone, nigga. We, nigga, that's Mike Tyson. That nigga hit you, he gonna cream you. We gonna have to kill that nigga out here tonight, bro. And Shorty was like, man, I ain't fucking with her. And it was the funniest shit because we wasn't finna cross that line, bro. I'm gonna keep it real. Shorty wasn't finna fuck with that lady that night. You know what I mean? But that's just how it was, bro. Uh, Shorty was in the penitentiary. When he got out, I helped him get part of this lynch mob shit. And one and the reason how I survived, you ask, I mind my motherfucking business, bro. 28 motherfucking years. I mind my motherfucking business. I ain't never got stomped out, knocked out, stabbed, shot by the police. I've been rushed and shit. I've been in a bunch of bullshit, riots and melees and bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Cell fights and bullshit, you know, but like just because I had a bad character and I carried myself the wrong way and was into the wrong lifestyle choices. Niggas used to get stomped out, stabbed, and killed in there and then put on little weird-ass creep yards with homosexuals and creeps and molesters and shit like that. And so I did my whole time on the main line, shut down after my last board hearing and then went on cruise from a level two to the board and came home. But I had to change the way I was thinking. Poe, I'm telling you, I was zero tolerance for bullshit and fuckery, bro. So um, it didn't matter win, lose, or draw. I get down with you. I don't give a fuck. That's just how I was. And so I just had to stop 
looking at my brothers who rags were red and rags were purple and rags were orange, you know what I'm saying, and, and brown. I mean, even my Hispanic brothers, bro. I had to stop looking at them like enemies, bro, once I saw who was really fucking over us. They fucking over us, and, and they watching us go at it, and then they sending four or five, you know, uh, liaisons out to go from yard to yard to yard to see if everything cool can we open the pen back up y'all fucking up y'all program what really happened can we get rid of those guys they want niggas to snitch what you do an interview they would do shit like that bro as soon as motherfuckers finished the interviews and all that old shit uh, didn't do the interviews and whatnot some niggas didn't get let out they sell they weren't interviewing with no fucking police and some niggas did but when that door opened bro was back at war tell the police whatever you need to tell them to get back at your enemy you know what i mean and then you had to look at it for what it really was somebody was sending somebody at somebody i had to change my belief system bro i started motherfucking playing handball with mexicans going to dinner with mexicans brothers at the table with mexicans white boy at the table with a brother and the mexican you know what i'm saying I had to I had to change the way that I looked at people. And that had to take a long look at myself, my nigga. That's the answer. I had to take a long look at me. What the fuck is it about me that I don't like about me? And that's what I'm trying to get to the youngsters. I fucking know what childhood trauma looked like unaddressed. You understand what I'm saying? So that's the kind of motherfucker I am today. Up. You know, yeah, what's, what's your um, what's your plans for the I guess the rest of the year? Well, I'm dropping an album Monday called Cali Connected with my nigga Chap Cheese. I got my nigga Jay Uno and the Chill who produced it. It's dope as a motherfucker. It's called Cali Connected. That's the single uh, that's gonna be dropping Monday too. You can pre-order right now on Spotify. Um, I got a single right now with K Style out and a video out right now. You know, we all know called political pressure. I got um, a single that I just dropped with my man Gangster from the Conrads. Shout out to Gangster from the Conrads. <clears throat> called Time Keeps Passing Me By. That's on YouTube right now. Streaming on Apple and Spotify. And um, I'm working on the Blacklist album, man. I'm waiting on the song for Mac 10. I don't know if I'm going to get it or not. I pray Mac bless me with that song. You know, me and Ice Cube got some work going on. And me and B-Real was discussing doing work. I want to work with everybody who didn't get along so I can help everybody get along again. Mm. I know mm. that sounds corny at 55, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I know a grown man sometimes got to say fuck it and leave another grown man alone. You know what I'm saying? But my goal and dream and hopes and prayers, Poe, is to do a song with all these niggas, bro, and let them hear it and say, you know what? This nigga right, man. We two motherfucking old. We got grandkids. Huh. You know what I'm saying? So, and the best way to be an example to the young niggas, man, is to be an example to yourself first. My next album is going to be Me Versus Me. That's the EP that I'm doing with my nigga uh, uh, Sneak Rothstein. Rothstein, I'm going to call him Rothstein. I like, he's a, he's a Hebrew. You know? And uh, that's what I'm doing, po. You know, politicking with the music, man. Want to see my brothers thrive. Want to see us elevate. Want to see us evolve into these men, these husbands. These community leaders, that's what I'm about, bro. I ain't about tearing it all the way down no more. You know what I mean? I already tore it down. I had to rebuild it. 
and what I rebuild, I like. You know what I mean? That's why you get a little bit of political pressure. You get a little bit of my city. You know what I'm saying? It's hot as a million motherfucking candlesticks because L.A. was off the hook last summer. You know? Mm -hmm. um, that's why you get out in them streets to reminisce about where I came from with the homegirls and the homeboys and how the homie mama used to barbecue in the park. You know? And the homie being the trunk fucking with everybody drawlics, you know? That need they drawlics fucked with Big Ralphie, rest in peace. Big Sag, rest in peace, bro. So I'm, I'm, I'm with that, homie. I'm nostalgic at one point. But I'm hopefully optimistic about uh, optimistic about the future, and um, and really, I want to let you know, like I got this family business album. I've been having it tucked for a minute for the Lynch Mob. Okay. I mean, it's 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 an album. I don't want to write for everybody. That's not what I'm trying to do or trying to say. Um, but it got Yo Yo in it. I got shit for Yo Yo. I got shit for Q. I mean, the whole Lynch Mob, you know. Unfortunately, man, my brother Shorty, rest in peace, ain't with us, you know. But man, I, I had shit for Shorty, and I just wrote Gorillas in the Mist 2.0 three days ago, and it's gonna fuck shit up. You know what I'm saying? Gorillas in the Mist 2.0 is so fucking political and politically charged, but it speak to right now. It speak to fentanyl. It speak to motherfucking codeine overdoses. It speak to motherfuckers filling up Sprite bottles with cough syrup, bro. You know what I'm saying? Numbing out, you know, dummying out, gassing out. You being mania as a motherfucker at the wheel, killing each other. You know, I'm, I'm going to see brother stop. Man, look, if you trace history, how old are you? 41. Trace history back. 41, bruh, is 82. Okay. I was in the motherfucking ninth grade going to the 10th grade. Hmm. Okay, I went to Washington High. All right. Trace it all the way back. 82 was the actual introduction to rock cocaine in Los hmm. Angeles. In Los Angeles, okay? When you were born, you saw that shit as a six-year-old. By 88, you saw that shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Every fucking generation of black men and women have had a drug since we fucking got off a boat bro uh -huh. they gave us liquor corn liquor and everything in the beginning bro we made that on plantations you fast forward down the line they gave us cocaine and hop you know what i'm saying we fucked with heroin in the 20s and 30s bro you know you got to the 40s and the 50s during the bebop era with dizzy gillespie then bro that's all they did was shoot dope charlie parker was a genius in the dope fiend john coltrane a genius in the dope fiend i could go on and on and on sisters that they did like that dying in washington you know what i'm saying billy holiday i mean every motherfucking generation of our creativity and existence these dirty rotten motherfuckers have created a drug to insert inside of our creativity to either get us addicted, dead, or both, and give up all our money after we create and all our shit after we create and continuously own legacies of our shit while their children go to pristine colleges and Ivy League colleges, get the best educations and become what their moms and dads were and do it to our children. Man, nigga, fuck that. What's the drug now? On me. Codeine, cough syrup, and fentanyl. Mm. That's what got our people fucked up. I'm watching our people fuck with codeine, cough syrup, and fentanyl. I'm watching niggas smoke weed, don't, don't like it, it ain't enough, they don't like it. Nigga, E-40 got tequila that'll knock your socks off. 
Ice Cube got weed that's good as a motherfucker. B-Real got bud that I lived in and put my name by. You know what I'm saying? Ice Cube, we'd have a nigga sweating that shit be having a nigga so bud. You hear me? Puff, Puffy got Ciroc. Rick Ross got Bel Air. Jay-Z got Douce. Look at the table inside political pressure. Them all black-owned items right there. I had just got Ice Cube boxes a little bit too late. But I'll tell you like this. My next video, I got a gang of these boxes right here. This nigga Cube is crazy. Look at that. Look at that. That's that Friday Kush. Mm. And look at that Good Day Kush. Yeah, it's tight. That nigga crazy. There's some weed in there? Man, it's like 50 fucking pre-rolls. For real? Oh, my mama. Yeah. That's what's up. You know, so my whole thing, Poe, is if you don't respect the almighty black dollar, we will have a blackout on your black ass. You feel me? Because when you die, you dog motherfucker, you turn black just like us. You feel me? So don't keep disrespecting the black dollar. And the black dollar needs to stop going inside these Asian diamond markets, spending 385000 on bust downs, spending 385000 on cars that depreciate the moment they leave the fucking showroom floor. It's worth $185,000 less. You know what I'm saying? Invest in real estate. Remember what big homie Ving Rhames said, nigga, guns and butter. Guns and butter. Remember that shit, guns and butter. You feel me? That's why I like how Ice Cube wear khaki tops and shit. That nigga wear khaki tops. You don't never see that nigga trying to break his neck to have this Gucci shirt on or that Louis shirt on or that Prada shirt on. That nigga be having dicky tops on with Cube on it. I'm like, cuz you, you a Hebrew, cuz. Nigga, you got all this motherfucking money and all you care about is making sure the generations after you receive the game. Trickle down theory. You ever listen to free game on Mount Westmore? Free game. Uh, See the youngins get it. You know what I'm saying? Make sure the youngins get it. I tell the niggas, some niggas get laugh at me. Daddy, why you be like really be on that nigga, man? I say because the nigga's smart. You don't get to be in the industry from 85 to now, bro. I watched O'Shea fucking Jackson do every motherfucking thing, my nigga, through my whole neighborhood. So that's a great business model. Understand what I'm saying? In terms of business, that's a great fucking business model. I don't care what nobody say, my nigga. Oh, y'all, when y'all met. I've been knowing Q before we met. I knew Q when he was like 13 and 14, but we met. I was 16, he was 15. You know what I'm saying? He is just getting ready to graduate from TAF and made boys in the hood. And he, we always talk about that. The boy JD was a friend of mine. He said, man, that was easy, homeboy. I knew Q was lying. <laughs> he was talking shit about me. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. Um, I like the big three, man. I try to watch that as much man. as possible. I, I like that, man. Man, I'm so motherfucking proud of how that nigga just <laughs> evolved, man. The big three, me and wifey sit back, get blowed, drink mimosas, you know what I'm saying? And it, it, I asked him sometimes, can we go to a game? He's like, why you don't come to the game? Because big ass TV, bro, right in front of you, kind of better than the game. You know, you go to a game, you kind of press to kind of get there to say thank you, you know. <laughs> You know, you got to be in this crowd of people coughing and shit. 
you know, you get some motherfucking nice little mimosas, the big ass, we got a big ass screen in the living room. So now I sit back with the wife, man, and like, look at Q, man. Look how he do his thing, bro. Look how his kids. We saw him do the NFL draft, perform, right? The nigga gave us the whole dressing room. Said, JD, you, your brother, your wife, y'all kick back. And, man, y'all enjoy everything. And he's like, man, you really move with your wife. Well, I said, man, I took a page out your playbook, bro. Hmm. I took a page out your playbook, nigga. If you don't copy success and you try to sit back and say, fuck that nigga, fuck that nigga, fuck that nigga. All right, well, you know, that you say what you need to say. I'm going to say what I need to say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say that to that nigga. You know, the nigga gave me some game, homie, and I ain't motherfucking dropped that game yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? I ain't dropped that game yet. I, I, I did more music since I've been home. I ain't been home two years, bro. I ain't been home two years, you know? I did more motherfucking music since I did I've been home than I ever did my whole time affiliated with Cuban the Lynch mob. So what's motivating you right now? I ain't old. I just look old. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't old. I just look old as a motherfucker. And the only thing that motivated me is Shorty. Shorty. <coughs> Shorty said, nigga, <coughs> you got notebooks in your big ass head. I said, yup. He said, come out here and write them down. And so every time something inspired me, I think about Shorty. I got some shit right now, bro, called, uh, it's part of the struggle. Part of the struggle, bro, it's part of the struggle. And it fuck niggas up because I let niggas know, uh, I live off spirit, bro. I live off the spirit of what, what happened before me, Mixed Master Spade, you feel me? Uh, DJ Train, Crazy Tunes, used to give me mixtapes to put in my, my buckets in the hood and shit, my little SS's and Regals and shit, Cutlasses and shit. You know, Crazy Tunes used to give me fucking mixtapes. Um, man, so many motherfuckers, bro. It all started with DJs, bro, you know? I watched Battle Cat and DJ Pooh come alive. I watched them niggas do their thing in Uncle Jam's Army. I watched that. You know what I'm saying? I sat in front of them big ass serving Vega bottoms. You know what I'm saying? And them loud ass highs tearing the nigga young ears up. I sat there, bro. You know, I said, I'm guided by the struggle and the spirit of Mixed Master Spade, DJ Crazy Tunes, and my nigga DJ Trains. I used to go to house parties, nigga, back in the days, grab a microphone and rip that bitch a hundred ways. I was a young hood nigga, had the fake rapper shook. And if I start naming names, I'm gonna have to throw the book at him. Why the fuck would I tell y'all what I was really after? Fuck your bitch and fuck your money. Those are nine factors. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to hear what you've been doing, you know, lyrically. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, monetarily, and keep telling me about a car and a chain and this. Yeah, that's cool. You acquired that, but every song shouldn't tell me about the purchase. You know what I mean? One song should tell me about the purchase. All I need to know, and any nigga need to know about the purchase you got a whole album telling me about the purchase and everything you sold and who you killed by name and then you say this bitch nigga snitched on me no he didn't you confirmed with that nigga what you already rapped about he was just a witness you had your hip-hop witness right next to you you know you would never see me turning to these niggas who be babbling and doing all this old bullshit po i ain't doing all of that I ain't sitting there calling no police on nigga. Yeah, I was gonna say, was that like 
Was y'all was like y'all even when you first came out with the lynch mob? Was that like always y'all thing? Like y'all just weren't gonna be on no shit like that? Well, Cube was Cube was a gangster. Cube had the gangster rap shit down packed. Me and Shorty was thugs out the street. You feel me? Shorty had been to the pen. We had been back and forth to the county jail to the crib module. You know what I'm saying? Shorty back was blasted and tatted up. You know what I'm saying? We'd have been shot two or three times. So when Cube snatched us up, we was thugging. You know, niggas was like, yo, niggas is off the hook. But everywhere we went, bro, we let motherfuckers know. You ain't finna just be fucking over old shit. You know what I'm saying? You ain't finna be fucking over this lynch mob. You squabble with one nigga, nigga, you better line it up. And so that's how we were at 22, 23, 24. And rightfully so, we was full of vinegar, bro. Hmm. We getting down with everybody, you know? Was that uh, straight out of Compton part real when y'all got the fame with NWA? That wasn't NWA. That was some other shit above the law and them. That was just looked like NWA. Oh, that, okay. That part told part of the story, you know? But I don't know if you know Mansa Musa. Man, that nigga is one of the most realest solid niggas. Hutch, Cole 187. Hmm. Man, KMG, man. Come on, man. Go Mac, man. And rest in peace, my big brother Laylaw that just passed away, bro. Them was my brothers, bro. Them niggas was riders, bro. We had the we had the ultimate Thunderdome and laughed our ass off, bro. People looked at us like, how could y'all? Y'all was fighting and this is hip hop. Man, shut the fuck up. We from the motherfucking West Coast, nigga. We'll stop everything we doing and digging somebody else's ass. You know what I'm saying? To deal with our shit later. That's that's the kind of motherfuckers we are. That's how lynch mobbing above the law was. You know what I'm saying? We could bump heads, but if you had something you had to say that you just had to say, we'd stop doing what we doing and digging the nigga ass. We'd get back to what we doing later. This West Coast shit, this is the kind of shit at 20 something, we were on 22, 21, 20, 19, you know, 23. Nobody was older than 23. I think DJ Pooh is a year younger than me. You know, Cube was born in 69, you know, shit. So, bro, it was crazy. We had a ball and niggas was having a shitload of money traveling throughout the country and the world. You know, above the law was loyal as a motherfucker to Easy. Lynch Mob was loyal as a motherfucker to Cube. And when you seen them come down that escalator, it did not happen like that. But it was great for the movie because it allowed a nigga to have a conversation. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I got the movie from Chili Chill when I was in the pen. Chill got it to a, a, a cat I know who got it to me and bro, the rest is history. I passed that motherfucker around the whole yard. I, that motherfucker went in eight dorms. Nigga was like, man, how much you charge to rent it? Nigga, I ain't charging y'all nothing. You got three nights with it, send it back. Uh, that 24 days, that motherfucker made it throughout the whole yard. Nigga never got told on. Uh, you feel me? Feed the wolves. Or you'll end up on the menu. <laughs> yeah, man, I want to say it was good talking to you. I think we're going to have to do a part two later, man. Hey, bro, I'll tell you what. Let's do it whenever you're ready. It was my honor. Thank you, homie. I'm about to dip up out of here. I see you got a good hour going on. Shout out to K-Style. Shout out to The Chill. Shout out to my man, Chris J from the Barcades. And shout out to the whole lynch mob. And last but not least, Poe, I'm going to give a shout out to my beautiful last wife. Dr. PJ Cooper, bro. She been holding me down from the penitentiary to the bricks. I'm off parole officially, bro. You understand what I'm saying? Nigga finna put a down payment on the house pretty soon. 
And if I said I wasn't blessed, bro, I'd be lying and ungrateful. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna salute you too. Shout out to Pope Politicking. Yeah, congratulations on everything. You want to hit him with your social media? Well, you got uh at JD Lynch Mob on Twitter, at JD is free on Instagram, and JD Cooper on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? And y'all can go check me out at JD Lynch Mob on YouTube. My shit is on Spotify, Apple Music, and you can download or stream it. You can comment, you can like, you can subscribe, and I guarantee you, everything that I put out there is on some blue-collar shit. I ain't on no bougie shit. I ain't trying to be too rich. I ain't trying to be too poor. You know what I'm saying? But we just going to keep it poor politicking. Well, dog, then I got to shout out Trey Boogie, too, because he, uh, he linked us up. Matter of fact, bro, you know what? I apologize. Trey Boogie. You a good motherfucking man because Trey Boogie just did some other shit. I don't know what Trey Boogie got up his sleeve, but he got some good shit up his sleeve, man. February <laughs> 9th, man. Y'all stay tuned. All right, y'all. We out to the next time. Peace.